0: What is Off The Groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack.
1: Off The Groove with Scotty Dubler.
0: The first AFT event in Weed Sports Speedway was a huge success. The facility is one of the most fan-friendly venues I've ever had the pleasure of working in. The weather was perfect for racing and boy did the fans turn out. The track, while rough to start, developed more lines throughout the day, giving riders several options at both ends of the track. In the singles class, those expected to run up front started the day strong. As racing lines developed, other riders found faster ways around the track, challenging the riders who led in practice and qualifying. By the time the semis came around, riders like Morgan Mischler and Tanner Dean were running laps on par with Dan Bromley and the New York guys Carlisle and Wells, which made for an interesting main event. Tanner Dean takes home his second career win and first of the 2018 season. Bromley, who injured his knee earlier in the day, takes home his ninth podium with second place, and Morgan Misler makes a last lap pass on Carlisle for the third spot on the box. In the Twins class, Baker, Pearson, Carver, and Wiles look strong throughout the day, each looking at times like they would challenge Meese for a win. Baker took the whole shot in the main and looked strong leading the first 10 laps until, you guessed it, Jared Meese passed him to go on for his ninth win of the 2018 season. The win ties him with Ricky Graham for fourth on the all time win list with 39. If Meese wins four more events this year, he not only ties Jay Springsteen for third on the most wins, but will become the rider with the most victories in one season. A few other riders that impressed me in New York were Kenny Coolbeth, starting on the second row, making a last lap pass on Baker to finish second, as well as Briar Bauman, starting back on the fourth row, worked his way up to a sixth place finish. Fisher finished a strong just off the box in fourth after falling off the bike in a collision with Brian Smith in qualifying. Following the New York event, six riders flew across the pond to England to attend the Goodwood Festival of Speed, one that has established itself as the world's greatest celebration of motorsport and car culture. Jared Meese, Jeffrey Carver, Brad Baker, Briar Bauman, Chad Coase, and Shayna Texter will take their turns racing up the hill against the clock. I've been following their English adventures on social media and recommend you do the same. No nationals until August, but there's always flat track racing going on somewhere. Steve Nace will host the All-Star Race in Zanesville, Ohio tomorrow, and the Super Hooligans will be racing this weekend at Castle Rock, Washington. We'll also see the stars of AFT as well as Hooligan Racing in Minnesota for the X Games on July 22nd. This week, I had the chance to catch up with one of the newest riders to join the professional ranks of flat track motorcycle racing. I pride myself in knowing riders before they become stars, but somehow, this kid slipped through the cracks. I figured I'd give him a call after his second national win in New York and get to know Tanner Dean. hello 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 who's this is this the new york short track winner (laughs) yes it is tanner dean himself man it's good to have you on off the groove thanks for your time so much we appreciate it and uh man just congratulations on win number two at 17 years of age you've already won two nationals has it set in yet have you soaked it all up
1: yeah man i mean i've been uh definitely was enjoying my time out of the uh, after the races with Rhonda and Dave uh i haven't really as you could say soaked it up i've been uh kind of working and working all day and all week still to get to uh, south dakota see if I can uh, get a ride out there dave and rhonda can't go so i'll be uh riding uh riding a honda
0: Okay. All right. Before we get into some of the racing stuff, let's get to know Tanner Dean a little bit, maybe some behind the scenes stuff. So, uh, you know, first off, where were you born?
1: I was born in Tacoma, Washington.
0: Okay. Did you grow up there?
1: Yeah, I grew up and stayed in Tacoma.
0: Okay. What's it like growing up there? I've, you know, I've only been out there for Castle Rock a few times. I, I've never spent a long period of time there. All anybody from, you know, over here in the Midwest says it rains a lot up there, but is that really true?
1: Yes, yes, it is. It rains a lot. We'll need probably about three months of solid riding time until we have to go indoors and ride indoors for the rest of the year
0: okay do Did you like growing up out there?
1: The scenery is beautiful. I mean, you got all the mountain ranges, and you got you know for the winter for your off time, you can go up and snowboard and i i'd still say washington is probably still one of my favorite states out of all the states i've been in
0: all right that's pretty cool um so how'd you get into riding motorcycles
1: uh i actually started riding quads when i was a little kid uh my uncle my uncle got me into it with his two daughters they they were racing and i went to the track one day and said i want to do this so he bought me a quad and started off on a quad and so on and so forth i uh actually bought Brad Baker's 1990 I think it was a 99 CR80 and I uh, took off from there.
0: So, did you ever race the quads or just ride them?
1: I raced them for probably about a year, year and a half.
0: Okay. So, how did, you just said you bought one of Brad Baker's old bikes. Did you meet him at, you know, a racetrack out there?
1: No, I've never uh I, I didn't meet him when I bought it. Uh, I'm not really sure how we got it. I just know that's who it dates <laughs> back to.
0: <laughs> that is awesome, man. That's pretty cool that that you have a former Grand National champions bike as one of your first motorcycles. That's pretty dang cool. Um, do you have a favorite racing memory when you were growing up?
1: Um, I probably say going to uh, going to nationals in 2014 for the first time uh on the 85 i uh went in there the first time not really knowing you know what's going to happen Had a lot of people doubting me saying i'm not going to do good because it's my first time and that was when you know dawson Schiefer, tommy gunn tommy edwards you know and a bunch of other guys were out there ripping it and i surprised everybody by uh, winning both the tts and getting third in the short track and taking the overall championship and that's really where uh everything kind of popped off and where i started to make steps forward on making this uh you know a big
0: time thing right on so you just said you won the tts did you you race motocross too growing up or or just strictly flat track
1: just strictly flat track i still to this day has never done a gate drop before
0: okay that's interesting what about road racing
1: nope never touched pavement
0: all right all right so what was it about flat track that that's kind of sucked you in and kept you involved in flat track
1: you know it's the it's the family that's really uh that's really involved in it uh i have most fun at the flat track uh you know races where i could see all my friends and me and my dad and my uncle and my whole family all work together and just the high speeds and throwing her sideways coming into the corner either. There's nothing really else like it.
0: Okay. Did, did anybody else in your family ride motorcycles or, or race motorcycles before you?
1: Um, not that I know of. No, I think okay. it was just, uh, my cousins and me and then my brother got into it after.
0: That's pretty cool. You you know, usually it's a sport that gets handed down, you know, from generation to generation. So it's pretty cool that you're the first in your family. um, do you have a nickname i heard a rumor that you're called mr lcq but i know that's not a a nickname you like do you have another nickname that maybe i haven't heard yet
1: i uh go by my dad's old nickname uh the dean machine
0: all right
1: that's uh (laughs) that's my dad's old nickname back when he was in high school wrestling team so i i figured i might as well uh carry on the nickname you know
0: heck heck yeah i haven't heard that one before so i'll I'll try to put that in my memory (laughs) bank and start using that for you so uh that's pretty pretty cool um what do you do when you're not racing motorcycles
1: oh man when i'm not racing motorcycles i'm probably still racing (laughs) motorcycles to be honest i'm never (laughs) off of them i mean my life evolves around them you know right on everybody knows me at school as the motorcycle guy and i've had people you know contact me asking if you know questions about random motorcycles i've never even heard of and (laughs) you know it's it's always been kind of a part of me and i'll never let that go
0: okay do you work on your bikes or did you grow up working on them or do you have you know somebody help you out with them
1: i definitely uh chuck chuck heavy my uncle and my dad sean they uh they they do you know most of the mechanic parts but i uh whenever they split the cases i usually go over there and you know to to help out to what i can uh, i'm still learning a lot uh on how the mechanics work so that uh so i just go in there and kind of watch and if they need help i'm right there to help them
0: okay that's the way to do it hands-on and you know in learning learning by watching and then learning by doing it's obviously the best but you've been talking a lot about growing up but technically you're still a young man you're 17 years old you still have one year of high school left so how hard is it to balance you know being a professional motorcycle rider and a high school kid still i mean how hard is that to do
1: oh man to do if you can pull that off you you you're you're gonna have enough drive to do this racing thing for life because it is probably one of the hardest things i've ever done is making time to go work on the bikes and still do your homework and ace that test that you have on friday you know, know it's uh one one of the hardest things i'll ever do in my life and the relief of finishing it next year is going to be unreal and now i can fully focus on racing so i just got to knock out one more year and and run really all well. good
0: are you are you a good student do you get good grades
1: i have i've have had my troubles in the past um i'm definitely getting a lot better Every everybody sees as people that ride dirt bikes is uh you know not very smart but there's definitely been people who've been going through school straight a's and all that and next year i'm definitely going to show what i can do
0: okay i like that answer i, I like uh, finishing strong in high school it's good do you have any plans to go to college or anything like that after after high school
1: as of right now i'm not sure i know i got some plans next year uh after school so i might I might, you know, not go to college and just do this racing. I've also had thoughts uh, of going to like a two-year just to get something behind my head, you know.
0: Right on. I think there's a lot of stuff you can do online now so you can keep training and and riding and racing across the country. So I think you can get some of that stuff done online too. We wish you well with your last year of high school for sure and, and maybe college. We'll have to see. But let's get into some of the racing stuff now. So, you mentioned you rode the Amateur Nationals, I think, a couple of years back. And I, I remember Tommy Gunn. I remember those fast guys you're talking about, Dawson Schiefer, And I remember your name just briefly. But it seemed like just all of a sudden when you won Calistoga last year that you were a force to be reckoned with, your name was all of a sudden mentioned. And, and not a lot of people had ever heard of you before. So uh, did you not travel that much before winning Calistoga last year?
1: I mainly stayed on the West Coast. Um, mostly the Pacific Northwest, uh, you know, a bunch of your local tracks and going to Brad's house as much as I could. But I've definitely gone down to California and raced a bunch of tracks from there. Uh, just, you know, little races that not a lot of people pay attention to as of you know, people on the East coast go to these big, you know, Steve Nays races and have never even gone to one to this day. So I kind of really stayed, you know, I stayed low. I want to say, uh, not really going to any of the big races. And then all of a sudden we decided to go pro and Arizona and Sacramento. We did, you know, top 15, uh, first pro race. I won by LCQ and did that three times after that. So that's where I kind of got that nickname, Mr. LCQ. And I kind of just, you know, decided it was a thing that I really wanted to do. And I went over to Calistoga and track was just like, you know, track just back at home. And I, uh, did unexpectedly really good there and i was like all right now that people know me i can't stop now so i just kept going and now i'm here
0: that's awesome i um what track would you compare calistoga to? you said a track back home um which one are you talking about
1: probably skagit uh, it's you know banked half mile kind of just like uh kind of just like calistoga
0: Right on. Okay, so now that you're 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 running up front, you probably don't run very many LCQs, so you don't have to worry about using that nickname anymore. Okay, we'll use the Dean machine. All right, sounds good. Okay. <laughs> All right. So so after winning Calistoga last year, I remember you were on the podium. I, I uh, I'm pretty sure I interviewed you, and you said you weren't even sure if you're going to make it to the next few rounds, which I think was Sturgis and and you know Black Hills, and then a few of them start moving back to the Midwest and. And after that win, you kind of got some momentum, got a little bit of money in your pocket, and you made the next few rounds. So you finished up, I think, 16th in the points last year in your first season, uh, competing in eight events. Do you think 2017 was a successful year for you?
1: Oh, definitely. I uh, Really making any event is uh, what we kind of strive for back at home or what, uh, what everybody kind of expects is to make a main event we weren't sure if we were going to go to most of the races that we went to, uh, depending on really how I did the previous round. Uh, it's really how we, how we scaled it. So after Calistoga, we started hitting more and more races. I started getting a confidence boost and being more comfortable out there with the group that, uh, that I'm racing with. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd say, uh, I'd say it was actually a really successful year because I finished worst worst finish was probably either 12th or 11th, um, i stayed in the top 10 11 area and uh throughout the whole year and now i'm just making progress
0: right on so what were your thoughts about going to sturgis uh you know racing up there you know buffalo chip and rapid city and and being you know amongst the the sturgis motorcycle rally the biggest motorcycle rally in the world what were your expectations and and walk us through the sturgis bike week
1: oh man the sturgis bike week is crazy it's awesome up there the The track's awesome The you know the people are awesome up there and really there's nothing really much better it's my favorite round out of the year and this upcoming race actually will be Sturgis and I uh, I'll be going there most likely by myself and just because I love that track so much Dave and Rhonda can't make it because they're working and uh, I got a few really good people back at home that are lending me a bike and I just fly out there and the bike will be waiting for me so Sturgis is really you know with all the concerts going on and all the bikes
0: it's really a biker's dream absolutely i, I love sturgis and i don't hardly miss it i know most of the people in my family my, my grandparents been going since as long you know as long as they can remember and my dad myself and you know a lot of our our family meets up there now every year so it's a it's a big you know fun event lots of motorcycle riding the the scenery is awesome and of course you know now you throw in the buffalo chip last year was the first year there and we're going to race there again that venue was awesome. And as soon as we threw the checkered flag, you know, there's a big concert and the the people just mobbed the racetrack. I thought it was really cool. So I'm looking forward to get back there myself, but back to, let's finish up on 2017 a little bit. You said, you know, you had you, you were the rider, your dad and your uncle was helping you. Is that how you got to the races? Was it just you three or just a couple of you guys or how'd that all work out?
1: Uh, I got a, we, we kind of formed a team with Austin Homeholes and, uh, Scooter Vernon we all kind of you know Scooter has been in been in my whole racing career and so has Austin and uh those guys are like my brothers now and just the basically the family is what I call it me my uncle my dad and Craig Helmholtz Austin's dad Austin and Scooter and I basically either pack up in the motorhome and drive down there or a couple of us will fly due to work or school and, and then the rest will drive and It was really nothing. I've never had any uh, had anything closer than the guys at uh, off of Walrath Racing, and it's uh, definitely a team that I'll I'll never forget. And those guys have helped me so much, and they they definitely made me who I am. And how I ride today is all from all those guys. I just can't thank them enough for how much they do.
0: That's really cool, especially because you guys are so far away from most of the nationals. I know the West Coast swing is kind of closer for you guys, but it's really not that close. But it's cool that you guys could, you know, work together and team up and, and travel together and split the costs. I know I would do that as much as I could, you know, with anybody from around here. Especially if we had to go to, you know, out to the West Coast or go all the way out to the East Coast. If you could team up with somebody and save some gas money, and then you know you got hours upon hours of sitting beside somebody and and sharing your knowledge and sharing the good, you know, the good times and, and sharing stories like you know, that's, that's stuff you'll never, ever forget.
1: Yeah. And I, I'm one of those guys who are always down to help another compet- competitor. I, you know, like for example, last year at Paris, half mile, uh, Cameron Smith was over way, you know, literally across state. It's like me going to Florida and he had to fly in cause there was no way he would drive. And I took down Brad Baker's bike and, we all shared a pit together, and that's really I got to know the Smith family, and now we've actually become really cool, and we went go karting all that stuff. So, just the you know the bonds that can make out of a simple race day are just insane, and you know the the whole the whole family off and off, off and on the track is just like they're they're insanely good people, and you know I'd I'd really help anybody I possibly can because I know how hard it is getting to the track
0: man that is cool and that's why you fit in the flat track family i mean it's it's the biggest family that i know but uh, i love each and every one of them so it's pretty cool let's uh let's talk about what happened between 2017 and 2018 so how did your off season go and what'd you do after your first full season of flat tracking
1: i uh i I sat and thought for a little bit to see if i wanted to do a full swing uh full season and uh, uh that was the plan but I was still in school and struggling in school a little bit. So I missed a few rounds at the beginning of the year, but I still managed to only miss, I think about three or four of them, uh, which is pretty good for me so far. Um, I, I worked a lot, uh, you know, I, uh, I worked at a Indian dealership actually with Scott Baker and, uh, Brad got me, Brad, Brad and Scott got me that job. And, uh, Worked a lot, worked out a lot, uh, trained a lot. Mountain bike, you know, you just got out and did what I possibly could to get ready for the season because I knew this was the season that I got to show myself and show people that I'm not just a one-time hit.
0: Right on. So, so in the off season, do you get to ride with Brad and Scott? I know they've got some, they've got some land and a few, a few different tracks on there. Do you ride with those guys a lot up there?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, every single time we possibly can i'm always brad's always either east coast because he was ice riding a lot and i'd text him and be like hey i'm going up to the compound today and he said all right and me and his dad kip baker would uh would uh kip would already prep the track before i even get there you know it, and kip wouldn't even know i'm coming you know he's just <laughs> one thing that kip would do and the the guy is a mastermind at prepping tracks and the way that he's prepped that track is just unreal and scott and i you know built a really good relationship over work and uh we we go up there sometimes and ride and then we host the ride days and it's just helping out the amateurs or like you know 85 riders and all that stuff so i rode up there as much as possible every single day i could i'm up there
0: right on that's cool man i i wish i had somebody to to ride you know at that caliber of, of competition you know scott's no slouch and brad you know we know he's a 2013 champion so it's pretty cool that you get to ride with those guys and i know you train with them too you ride bicycles you know I, i've heard you ride street bikes and mountain bikes with brad too right
1: yeah me and brad have definitely put our uh put our miles in on them street bikes and mountain bikes that's for sure i know i got a lot of people back at home that will ride uh street bikes with me like if brad's busy you doing something i call up my buddy vince wiener and we will do 30 50 miles and you know and vince would still have energy to do another 50 and the guy is just an insane i you know he's just an insane rider and i just can't thank everybody that supports me back at home that want to see me do good this year of how far they've gone out of their way to help me
0: man that's that's really cool let's talk about you know what's happened in in the middle of kind of in the middle of 2018 you got hooked up with the waters auto body team we've had them on here and at the start of the season they had Wyatt anderson on their twins and then uh sandriana shipman was going to ride a few rounds well then she got hurt at texas so how did how did you get teamed up and start riding for the waters auto body team
1: actually Wyatt, uh me and wyatt are from the same state and uh we know each other pretty well and dave was looking for a smaller rider that uh is kind of experienced and Wyatt you know, first name and his head was me. And he actually Facebook messaged me asking if I was interested. And I said, Yeah, let's do it. And that was probably a week before Kentucky and went out in Kentucky and did fairly good. Won a heat race, got third in semi and top 10 in the main. So then we started kicking it off from there. And now I'm living at their house for the summer.
0: So I, I, I kind of heard the story before, but you didn't really know him but you packed up your bag and now you're living with them for three months.
1: Yep, Uh, really the first time <laughs> I actually got to, uh, meet them was, uh, when I showed up at his doorstep with my two bags saying, hey, I'm ready to live here. <laughs>
0: man, that is awesome. You know, the win at the New York short track started with a Facebook message from a fellow competitor. <laughs> you just don't hear yep. that, man. That's, that's awesome. I love it. So, so you're living up there during the summer. Are you working or are you just kind of hanging out and training? Or what do you do when you're not racing?
1: Uh, mainly working in their shop. I'm gonna start working at the waters about I know that, to build up some money so I can go to South Dakota this year and uh just basically doing what I can to help them. You know, they they've got a lot to do around here and they're always working, so I might as well help out a little bit.
0: Right on. What's it like to to work with them? Dave and Rhonda are great people and, and to see the smile on Dave's face after you won in New York was it had to be such an awesome feeling. But tell us what it's like you know, working with Dave and Rhonda on on the race bikes and stuff.
1: Oh man, it's awesome. You know, they, 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 they push me as much as, you know, they can. And I, I, you know, we kind of agree on everything. Me and Dave are almost exactly the same person to come find out, (laughs) you know, and, uh, they're just amazing people to work with. uh, You know, I couldn't get, couldn't ask for much better.
0: So you're, you're, you're living up there with them. Do you have a chance to ride up there? I know there's a few, you know, I I saw Ryan Wells was riding out there at Medina and there's a few other places to ride. Have you gotten to ride anything else around there other than the New York short track national that we were at last weekend?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I just got back from Geneva last night. Uh, I'm going to go to Medina for the Memorial race this weekend. And you know, the square deal on Saturday and there's a bunch of, you know, private motocross tracks and, there's a bunch of stuff that you can do over here. Me and Austin Wooksack go fishing almost every day that he's home, and me and Ryan hang out a lot. And They're about 10 minutes down the road, so it's uh, pretty cool how close everybody is.
0: Right on. So let's talk some more about the 2018 season. We know we're halfway through already. You got one win already. You're hooked up with the Waters Autobike team. Are Are you teamed up for the rest of the season? I know you said they couldn't go out to – Sturgis and Rapid City but are you going to ride for them the rest of the year or do you you have anything set in stone or is it just a race by race type deal
1: Uh, yeah I'll be riding for them for the rest of the year and actually next year also I'll be okay. uh, Dave and I have been talking and he, he really likes how we work together and how me and Wyatt get along and so he's going to keep me for next year and we'll have bigger things coming
0: okay are you going to ride singles next year or twins or is that still up in the air i'll still
1: ride singles um okay yeah i'll still ride singles
0: okay do you have any goals for the rest of the season i know we're just past the halfway point do you have goals i mean have you and dave sat down and looked at the rest of the years and are, are you pinpointing certain races
1: uh instead of south dakota we should be hitting every single one um okay my my main goal is really to to impress them and to make them as happy as I possibly can uh cuz they do a lot for me and I just want to repay them with you know a good race or something to put a smile on their face like New York.
0: Yeah, that you know that's great news, you know, not only for you but for the waters Auto Body team. I mean, now they they have two, you know, solid riders that they seem to be getting along with and you know both of you are making progress on their equipment, you know, uh, Wyatt on the Yamaha, you're on the single KTM, but that's good stuff for sure uh you're currently sitting, you know 14th in the point standings just you know just eight eight points behind Corey texter so for the rest of the year are you going to try to get in the top 10 or are you just going to try to win as many races as you can or or what what is your mindset now going into the second half
1: uh mindset's really you know i always show up through this track ready to win uh my main goal is to finish in the top 10 i figured that'd be you know that'd be a good finish for the year uh I know I got to work hard because there's some really big hitters in front of me. You know, I know that they're not slouches and I just got to step it up one more time and do like what I did in New York and I should, uh, I should be pretty set for the rest of
0: the year. Right on. Let's, let's rewind to last weekend. So walk us through that day. I mean, the track was really cool that, you know, the practice was a little bit dry and slick. And, I, and it just, Was that, was that an airplane? No, that was a truck. Okay. <laughs> are you sitting in the middle of the road? Are you sitting at a rust stop? Where are you at?
1: No, I'm uh I'm just sitting outside their house,
0: you know. <laughs> I thought somebody's coming through the phone to get me, man. That was crazy. So let's let's talk about let's talk about New York again. Like I said, the track was a little bit dry at the start. It seemed like it got faster and faster as the night went on. So what uh Walk us through the day. How, how did un, you know? How did unravel? Did it have extra incentive because it was two hours away from their house? Or you know, how did how did you get going so fast?
1: I really wanted to show New York that uh, no matter where I'm, no matter where I'm from, you know, I can always come over and impress the hometown crowd. And uh, the whole day really was going pretty good. I uh, qualified eighth overall, which isn't too bad. But I found some lines that other people couldn't really read. You know remake and I stuck to those lines the whole day and they were working out pretty well. And I got second in both my heat and semi races, which set me up fourth over from the main and got a really good start and just held my line until I saw Dan at the bottom of the track and me and him were going at it for a couple of laps. But then I just, you know, kind of moved down on the track where the faster line was and sucked up on the inside as much as I possibly could and led lap one to lap 15
0: so you said you know that you saw dan's front wheel maybe once or so but did you did you even look back or did you know do you did you know who was behind you until you saw the 62
1: no i mean i still didn't know until this was over and i saw dan on the podium i honestly thought it was kobe the whole time
0: yeah dan dan you know got a bad start i think he's back to seventh for a while and he just slowly picked his way up and got up there at the end but you know, you you did the right thing and got out front and kind of checked out, but uh, that's gotta be a race now that you'll be looking forward to going back to next year, right? I mean, that that facility was awesome, man. What a great great place, great crowd. I mean, they were they were turning people away, so uh, I think you picked a really good race to win.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean that track that track was actually really fun. You know, we've had good luck in New York. Uh, Wyatt got second last year and we won this year, so hopefully we can come back with a with another win.
0: That's cool. Um, do you get to ride with Wyatt? You know, during the I know you're in New York right now, and he's still out in the Pacific Northwest. But we've talked about you riding with with Brad and Scott and some of the other guys. Do you and Wyatt ride together at all, or do you are you in communication during the you know the downtime?
1: Uh kinda. He he lives you know east east uh, east Washington. I live west Washington, so we're pretty far away. Um, okay. He, he's probably about five hours away, but we, we go to some tracks where we meet in the middle and we race against each other, and we're always ending up next to each other. And He, he and I really have been going at it are basically my whole career. and I've always you know battled with Wyatt at, say, Oregon-Salem at the one show or other tracks that we've ever gone to.
0: Right on. You said just a moment ago that you've been fishing with Austin Luzak, and he's, you know, he's in the military. He said he's got about one more year left in the military. So who, who's the better fisherman? Is that you or him?
1: Oh man, I think I showed him up when I came here.
0: <laughs> is it different fishing in New York than it is in Washington?
1: Yeah, it's actually uh it's quite similar, but fishing in Washington is nothing, you know, it's like no other. The the game up there is just unreal. The uh as soon as the lure lands in the uh in the say if it lands in a lake, as soon as it lands, you got a fish, you know. Over here it's more waiting and i'm not that big with patience so it took a lot of me to go fishing <laughs> but so are, I, came, I came over here and probably the first night i went fishing i caught a six-time bass and i think i showed him up on that one
0: right on are there are, is a different kind of fish that you're fishing for from home to where you're at now
1: no not really they're all the same
0: okay do you, do you catch and release or do you catch and eat
1: oh man i wish i kept that bass but it was catch and release
0: Okay, I, I saw pictures of it. That's proof, you know. I mean, you can tell everybody it's 10 pounds now because it's gone.
1: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so we're in the part of the episode right now. So it's Graham's question. Um, you're, the, you're, one of the fast, you're one of the guys of the fast group of riders from the state of Washington. She said, you surprised me at New York. So her question is, what made up the most difference in New York? Was it money, was it sponsors, or was it the pit crew?
1: I don't. I couldn't say it's money. I don't really race for money. Uh, I'd say it was the pit crew. I mean, they they're always coming to the uh, races on point, and they always know what to do before I even say it. And I come back to the pit, and they say, "How about this adjustment?" And I'd say, "That's exactly what I was going to say." So we kind of we kind of do a mutual. You know, they they say what they think they see, and then I say what I feel, and we come and meet in the middle. And the the guys were always on point over there, and I couldn't think of. I couldn't think the Newmans enough for, to uh, help me out that day. Uh, I know Brian Newman was my mechanic for the day, and he was always on point.
0: Right on. I love it. So now we're at the part of uh, the, the podcast where we go with the rapid-fire questions. So I want you to answer what, whatever first pops into your head, okay? So here we go. Why are you number 38?
1: Uh, uncle's favorite last-digit number.
0: What? Your oh. uncle's favorite last digit number? You gotta, you gotta yeah. explain <laughs> I'm
1: from Oklahoma, All right. so you
0: gotta explain that a little bit more.
1: All right. So, my uncle's favorite number is eight. My yep. cousin's number is 18. My other cousin's number is 28. I'm 38. My brother's 48, you know, so on and so forth.
0: <laughs> I love it, man. That is awesome. That is so cool. I love it. I, I, I'm glad you're sticking with it, and I'm glad your your cousins are, are doing that too. So uh, I think that's the best answer I've got so far. Um, so who's your toughest competition in 2018?
1: Oh, man, pulling that one on me now. Yeah. <laughs> um, the competition for the singles is so well-rounded, I couldn't really put a, put a person on top of the list, if I had to say so. You know, there's been eight or nine different winners in 11 races so that you you tell me who's the toughest competition because i have no idea
0: <laughs> how about all of them
1: that's exactly
0: Any, the right anybody, answer. That, anybody that makes the main event i think you know pretty much has a good shot at winning in the singles class especially i mean twins is a little bit different this year with me you know the singles i think anybody that lines up in that main has a shot to win
1: oh 100 percent. you know yeah. you got I kind of showed that theory at Calistoga in 2017, you know? Yep. Nobody exactly. knew who I was at the
0: time. And yeah. And then you back it up in New York, man. I love it. So uh, here's a tough one for you. Um, so you, Brad Baker, Sammy Halbert, you all square off at the Castle Rock Short Track, all on identical motorcycles. Let's, let's go ahead and call them 450s. What's the finishing order?
1: All right. Here's how it's going to go down. Brad's gonna get the whole shot. I'll come in second, Sammy will come in third. Not that that's not finishing. We're gonna stay like that in line until the white flag. Sammy's gonna bonsai three blow the corner. Hit we'll give a little love tap to Brad, and I'll slide right on through.
0: Dude, that's perfect. So, I like it. I like the uh I like the with- castle rock. Yeah, you got to play to win. You got to play the play the cards right. And I I love the Castle Rock short track, man. I wish I wish there's nationals there. That that place is fun. So so here's here's a tough one too. You know, you kind of came out of nowhere last year and won the Calistoga half mile. Who is the next Tanner Dean? Who's somebody that I haven't heard of or been talking about that's going to come out of nowhere and win a race?
1: You know, and I'd say the next Tanner Dean would have to be Cody Cobb. Okay that right. that kid has been on rails his whole amateur career you know you got it you got like dallas daniels who's everybody knows dallas you know everybody knows everybody knew a lot of amateurs growing up he he's kind of more like the uh underdog kind of like me as growing up you know and he's from so, home from the home state of washington so i gotta i have to you know support the home state and I, you know, the, the kids, just every race he goes to, he's always competing for first, but no matter what track it's at. So I got to say, I got to say it's Cody.
0: I love it, too. He's got a good number. I mean, he's got his dad's old number, which was my old number, too. So I, I have to agree with you on that one. So I got one more question. It really wasn't part of our uh, rapid fire questions. But if we had a national up there in the Pacific Northwest, you know, besides Castle Rock, is there another track up there that you'd like to see get a national?
1: I like to see it come back to uh Alma. I I'd really like to see it come back to Elma. You know, yeah. that that track, that at that part of the time of the year it, it probably wasn't the best to hold the track in Washington uh with the rain out and everything, but if you get that track on a good day, that track could be that track could be very good.
0: Yeah, the the sprint cars can flat footed around that racetrack. So I'd have to agree with you. I was it was a, a bad deal that we rained out there on that Saturday. Night. I had to come back on Sunday because, you know, the tracks are never the same, especially when you have that much downpour. It was it was kind of rough and rutted out because of all the rain. But uh, I would have to agree with that one. So I want to know, uh, do you have a, a favorite rider that inspired you when you were growing up?
1: You know, I got my favorite rider would have to be Scooter. You know, he everybody loves Scooter. You know he, he always goes to the track and no matter who who you are you know what how high up you are he could go up to ricky Howardson and, and they'd have a full hour conversation you know the guy is just you know just like i said everybody loves scooter he's always you know up for fun and he's always good at everything he does and it actually makes me very angry <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Makes you angry that he's good at everything. Well, I I thought it was kind of sad that didn't he just announce that he's done racing flat track as as a professional? Unless
1: if somebody is willing to hand a hefty FTR.
0: Yeah, big old yeah. seven, or yeah. a big old yeah. seven fifty Indian. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Uh, man, I just you know certainly want to say thanks for your time. Um, congratulations on the win. And do you want to say thanks to anybody right now while we got you on the phone?
1: Yeah, I just can't give enough thanks to my whole family, uh, Chuck Hovey, my dad, Sean, and everybody that's really got me to where I'm at today. Uh, I got to say thanks to Dave and Rhonda uh, for all their hard work to get me to the track and make sure the bike setup is on point. And really to anybody and everybody who's helped me out, there's just way too many names to list because back at home, you know, you got so many friends and family that are willing to put their lives out for you. and I just... I just want to say thanks to all the fans tuning in, listening up to this to this conversation, give Scotty Duber one hell of a round of applause for sure. You know, I can't <laughs> wait to see you again at South Dakota, man.
0: Man, that is awesome, man. I really love it. Yeah. We we certainly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, thanks for your time again. And, and we'll see you in a few weeks at uh, at the South Dakota races.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. I can't wait to be there.
0: That is the Dean Machine himself, number 38, Tanner Dean can't wait to use that new nickname when introducing for future main events. Thanks to Tana for his time and thank you for listening. Smash that like button if you enjoy what we're doing here, give our page a follow on Facebook, and tell all your Flat Track fans to tune in each week. I'll talk to y'all next week from the X Games.